0: Good day, everyone. I am Matt Harrison and you are listening to the Giri Cast on Sport Direct Radio, the Malaga fan podcast for all the Giris out there. It's been a busy week for Malaga this week. There's been two games this past week, but it has not been a very fruitful week for Malaga as Malaga have only claimed one point out of six. We'll do a quick overview in the first part of today's podcast about our 1-1 draw with Cartagena which uh, was played out on Saturday evening. But our main focus on this week's podcast will be last night's 3-0 loss to our Andalusian neighbours, Almeria. And also we'll be joined by an Almeria fan to tell us, will Almeria be going up to the Primera this season? So we'll be interested to hear Brian White's views there. And we'll also look a little bit ahead to our game v Lugo this coming Sunday. But as always, we'll start with the news. But before we introduce the news, I'd like to introduce my fellow Geary casters, Chris Marquez. Chris, how are you? Hi, uh, Matt, how are you? I'm excellent, because even though Malaga lost 3-0 last night and I was a bit sad, I got cheered up immediately by Wales beating the Czech Republic 1-0 with a big Dan James header. So I was very happy last night because it was a very big game for Wales, so um, yay Wales. Um, I wish I was on a Wales podcast today rather than a Malaga one, to be honest with you, but I am on a Malaga one, and joining me on this Malaga podcast is Alex Ashmore. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing
1: very well, thank you. Um soaking up some unusual March sun here in the UK, but apparently we'd use some snow, which is a <laughs> bit ridiculous if you ask me.
0: Yes, because you're allowed outdoors now, aren't you? Or oh, more so outdoors than before.
1: Yeah we're allowed to meet with five other people in the park.
0: Excellent stuff. Well I, I won't talk about that sort of thing because I keep getting told off because people keep seeing photos of me in the pub and stuff which obviously we've been allowed to do here in Spain for a while now so uh, I will leave restrictions off our agenda today. Um while we're talking about it, like Malaga have had two games this week, but we've we've also had two podcasts this week, so we've we've put in a double shift. We did our second bonus podcast um, since we introduced that idea again. Just to quickly summarise, these bonus podcasts we're doing are going to be sort of like any random topics with some sort of tenuous link to Malaga, like we did the football shirt one with Ellis, which was meant to be football shirts, but we spoke more about. Porto and having a second team and then Malaga shirts but we did our second one yesterday which has had a brilliant response so far Chris do you want to tell people uh, what we did, it wasn't yesterday sorry it was Monday wasn't it but what was our latest bonus podcast
2: our latest bonus podcast was um, the Geary Gladiator an interview with Charlie Dean Jensen and um, it was really great and I don't know. I still think he's a great guy and I want Malaga to sign him, actually.
0: Yeah, for those for those that don't know, Charlie Diniansen hansen is a, a defender at UCAM Mercia now. He's had a very, you know, I won't spoil the podcast, but he's been around Spain for a bit. But uh, the reason we got him on was he's an English footballer in Spain and there's not many of those. But more importantly for us, he is a Malaga fan. So we, yeah, we talked about British footballers abroad. Uh, he played with Isco in the um, youth team at Atletico, Ben O'Meal. Um, and we talked about his you he, he knows
2: Iscassi? He knows
0: Iscassi, yeah. We had a nice little chat about Iscassi. Yeah, it was really good. And um, I think, as Chris has just alluded to there, um, he's a really good guy and he spoke, you know, it was. I don't think it was your typical footballer interview. And, yeah, it was, it, was, it was good fun to record, actually. Alex, did you have fun recording it?
1: I did. It was wonderful to have him on the podcast and... Well, such a lovely bloke and very interesting to see the, the path that he's taken in his career. And, you know, I, I think an inspiration for some British footballers to take that route as
2: well.
0: Yeah, we, we need to get Jack Harper on next, Alex, for you, because uh, I think we said I, <laughs> if we get Jack Harper. I, I really on...
2: think. Oh, no, not Jack Harper. <laughs> but he might have an interesting story. <laughs> uh, um, what I wanted to say is that it. I find it really amazing that uh, we started this podcast less than a year ago and uh, we have comp- accomplished like great things I remember when we before we recorded our first podcast, we thought like will people listen to it and we said well we don't care we have, we, we get an hour talk of Malaga so that's fine and if somebody wants to listen to it do it but then I saw the numbers this morning of this podcast and we did more than 200 listens in one day, and uh, that makes me proud. And um, uh, Ben is not here today, uh, but that Ben does the Twitter account, and he's doing like puts a lot of time in it. Uh, Matthew put a lot of time in it. Alex does as well. Uh, there's a lot of work behind the screens. And um, I just want to say that I'm proud at all of you, and I think we're doing a great job. And thanks to our listeners for listening, because uh, without you, Charlie Dean wouldn't be in our show, or Sid Lowe wouldn't retweet our uh, Charlie Dean interview yesterday. And it's uh, great things are happening. But yeah, Chris, you, awesome. need, you
0: need you need to save these big speeches, Chris, for when we. Get to our year anniversary. You've you've gone too soon. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but yes, uh, I definitely like everyone has listened to the um, well the podcast in general, but especially uh, those who retweeted that bonus podcast this week. It's all very much appreciated, and you know, tell a friend, um, especially with that podcast. I think even if you're not a Malaga fan, I think there's quite a few interesting topics in there and especially if you live in Benel because at one point Chris and Charlie were just talking about their mates in Benel so if you if you you live in Benel Madina and know people you might you might hear your name maybe because they were just saying names at one point. Well
2: that that surprised me because we have common friends and I didn't know that because we're from the same village.
0: Yeah we we did finish the podcast uh, championing the idea that we want Manolo Gaspar to sign Charlie, and he does sort of fit the profile of being a local lad. I know he's not, you know, he's British-born, but he's brought up in um, Benelmadiner, so he yeah. fits that profile. But we'll we'll move on to perhaps our first news story where we've been trying, we were trying to encourage Manolo Gaspar to sign Charlie, but I think we'd also encourage him if he can to try and keep Luis Munoz at the club because there's been. A few links this week. I think they've sort of lurked all season, but um, I believe I'm right in saying his contract's at the end of the season, Luis Munoz, yes? Um, I can't, I've, I've written that down, but I meant to double-check it. I'll double-check that in a second, anyway. But he has been linked with uh, Granada, Levante, and Betis has come up a lot. Um, Alex, do you expect Luis Munoz to leave at the end of the season?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if he does because he is I said it earlier I think he is our best player I think his consistency of performances his ability on the ball his ability off the ball its you know it's far above what the level he the level he is playing at now so you no know, I wouldn't be surprised if he left but I do hope he stays I think you know he is hopefully you know it's, it's one of those things that you always think of. Oh, can we, can we maybe get some money for him? And you know, talked about his contract. I believe his contract expires in 2022. So if we do sell him this summer, that would be good because we get some money for him. So hopefully if he does go, we sell him before his contract runs out. So it's not on a free.
0: OK, and thank you for answering that question for me, Alex, as well. Apparently his contract is 2022. I could, couldn't remember. I'd written down it was this season, but it didn't sound right to me when I just spoke it out loud. Uh, Chris, really quickly, do, do you think he'll be here next season or not?
2: I'm afraid he won't, because I think he's having a great season, and Malaga obviously needs money, and I hope he stays.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I can't see him being here either. And actually, um, I like I think he had a bit of a slow start to the season, actually, and I, I guess that comes down to the fact maybe he wasn't. You know, part of our pre season training, and he signed for, you know, re signed for Malaga quite late. But I'd say since about November till now, he's, yeah, he seemed to have just exploded and has been phenomenal, really, hasn't he? Like you said, Alex, he probably is talent wise our best player. I know we've had said similar things about Ramon and maybe Romani throughout the, throughout the season, but he probably is, isn't he? Luis uh, Munoz. Um, go on, Chris. Is
2: when, or when are you talented? Player, Because, you know, if you're 30, I don't think you're a play- talented player anymore. Oh. I think you're a talented player until you're 23rd. Mm,
0: I don't know. It depends what you mean by talent. Because I, I think generally is considered when a player hits 27, 28, that's their peak really, isn't it? And then, you know, it depends on the player, doesn't it? Like some peak later. Yes. Like if you look at Spanish football at the moment, uh, there's so many strikers over 30 in the last few seasons which have just exploded into life people like uh, Aderez at uh, Athletic Club who was just was brilliant after his 30s and uh, people like Jorge Molina Aduriz yeah um that's what I just said Aduriz, uh Jorge uh, Molina at Granada now but was you know scoring lots of goals for Getafe as well so it's it's yeah it depends on the player doesn't it but um do do we know how
2: how old um
0: uh, the uh, good question. I think he's late 20s. I think he is 28, 29. I don't think he's a young whippersnapper, but I don't think he's he might be 20, he th- 26. Oh, wow, 26. really? Okay, I thought he was a bit uh, older than that, if I'm being honest. But I, I could be dead
2: now, that would be strange. Yeah, I was a bit
0: upset then, Chris, because I might be playing football again in two weeks' time, and you've told me my career's over now. I'm 32, and you know. You've just said, I'm, I'm not fin-. saying
2: your career is over. <laughs> I've already got turned off. You know, <laughs> you come at the point where we still could call Guidetti a great, talented player, yeah. <laughs> um, but at some point, you're not a talent anymore, so okay, I'll
0: well, bear that in mind. I, I'd like to think I'm a bit more intelligent now, I don't run around as mindlessly as I used to. Um, yeah, I'm hoping I'm, I'm hopefully going to be playing in two weeks. I, I've heard rumors that they're going to let us play in. Our staff football team again, but um, you know, this is a Malaga fan podcast, not a But
2: are you are you sure you're you will be playing that you won't end up on the bench?
0: Hey, well, like I said, I did a ten K run this morning, so I'm 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 in pre season training now and I'd need to pump up my Heineken football, which I uh, acquired with a crate of Heineken and I hate Heineken, by the way. I'm not gonna advertise them, but I only bought it for the three football. If I'm being honest, so um, I need like, to pump that.
1: I hope you're eligible to play, Matt.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, which I, I suppose. Well, let's go into this bit then, Alex. You, you've linked us nicely into it there. Um, uh, Atlético um We, I sent Chris our sort of headlines for our YouTube channel. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see the headlines across the bottom, and one of them was. Atletico Malagueno have qualified for the playoffs for their division to get into the new Segunda División REFVF. But we had to delete that. Uh, Chris, why did we have to delete that headline this afternoon?
2: (laughs) We had to delete that and I forgot to delete it, so it's still there.
0: Alright, okay. (laughs) great. So ignore that headline and Chris is going to tell you why to ignore it. Uh,
2: Well, what happened? Uh, Melilla put in a complaint against Malaga because they've played with a player who's older than 23 and they say well they think they thought and they they that, that come later they said that it's not allowed to play with a player older than 23 in your main team Okay. so far so good right mm-hmm. um, and the player was from Malaga C. So you have Malaga C, you have Atlético Malagueño, and you have the big Malaga, but Malaga team. Um, and he played with Atlético Malagueño, and he's 25 years old. And that's that's not allowed when you don't have a professional contract. Okay. I believe.
0: So I'm we sure should add here, Chris, question. just to interrupt um, briefly. Atletico Malagueno had to win their last game, didn't they, to get yeah. into that playoff, which they did win, but yes. they technically were fielding an, an ineligible player. And that's why the 2 0 win they had has been. No, wiped.
2: because they didn't play their last match against Ligia, right? Or did they?
0: No, but I thought the, my understanding is that they had the, like three points taken off them and a 3 0 loss. Yeah. There.
2: Yeah, um, so there's three, they have three points taken off, and yeah, that's it. And now they are in fourth position. But here comes a big, but <clears throat> um, I had contact with Malaga Club de Football today, and they say no. Um, well, La Liga or the, the Spanish Football Federation gave uh, Melilla, um, uh, the how do you call it? The, the win, they're okay, yeah. The yeah. win on the case, <laughs> uh, but Malaga is going to go against it to appeal it because, um, yeah, they don't agree. And I talked talk to Malaga today, and what Malaga says is, um, Atletico Malagueño is not the uh, the top team from Malaga, yeah. That's that's the big Malaga. So the big Malaga. That's
0: that's the big Malaga. Yeah, let's but, keep uh, it like that. Big Malaga. Let's call him big Malaga.
2: But yeah, so okay. And so it's not the first team of Malaga. That's what I'm. Uh, yeah, I
0: okay. get So essentially, the Atletico Malaga have had three points scrubbed off, and that's yeah. taken them out of the top three, which they need them. Um, yeah, there's plenty. You know, all this promotion stuff is very complicated at the moment. So
2: Malaga is going to get to try to get it right uh, because because they appealed it, but what they also said because they won't be in time because next week the match will start and the, it won't come to the La Liga uh, or to the federation until the next ten days, I believe. Okay. Um, so it's only a a pride thing.
0: Okay. Um, well, the next bit of news I've got written down is the comunicado Oficial, but I think just for time purposes, I'm going to squeeze that into our section when we talk about the Almeria game, because it can fit in there with our VAR chat there. So we've got two other little bits left. Uh, the roundabout in Malaga, which was named after Altani, is um, I, I didn't really understand the news. they just put a plaque on it now, haven't they? Because they took the name yes. off Altani and called it the Oficion Malagoista? Yes, and now it has a nice plaque there, so that's good. The less, the less. It's now al-
2: officially a Malaga fan. Yeah, roundabout.
0: Excellent stuff, you know. Named
2: after all of us.
0: There's probably a joke there somewhere about going round in circles and not going anywhere, but um, I can't really think of a something clever to say at the moment. But but anything that takes Altani's name off something to do in Malaga is all good with me. So good riddance to that. And then just quickly, obviously we did play a game Saturday. Uh, we drew one-one with Cartagena, so you know it's a bit redundant now because we played last night. But we'll do a quick little chat about it. Um, well, just Alex, how do you think Malaga played? And then I'm just going to ask you who were your Chumbo and Biznaga straight out.
1: I think it was a it was a hit and miss game. There were parts of it where I thought, you know, we could have done better. There were definitely Cartagena were the better team in the first half. I think the second half we came we came good and we we battled hard at that point. I think it was a deserved point. And, you know, I just think, again, it's the the concentration, the the marking at the back for their goal. I think it was Alexander Gonzalez. He, you know, he was obviously trying to, you know, watch the ball coming in for the cross, but just completely unaware of the man at the back post. So, concentration, marking, it's been the two biggest defensive problems for us all season. So... Yeah, disappointed to see that, and I think errors, we will talk about it later, but errors has been quite a big thing for us recently, that, you know, we could have, barring major errors, we could have maybe got a few few more points, so, yeah, disappointing to see that, but I think all in all a point was deserved.
0: Yeah, I think you summed it up very nicely there, um, uh, and then I'll let you do your chumbo and biznaga in a second, Alex, but um, I... Take what you said there. My chumbo would have been Alexander, actually, because I thought he really was off the pace. Um, and actually, my Biznaga would be um, another defender, would be Mahias again, who I thought was excellent. And I would like to give a bit of a shout-out just because we give him a bit of a hard time. I thought Jairo was one of his better games again, too. He's um, he's finding his feet a little bit more recently. He's still not excelling, but he's, he's getting there for me, I think. So, uh, Alex, do you want to say your chumbo and Biznaga? And then I'll go to Chris.
1: Yeah, so my Chumbo, I'm going to go with Jose Red. I thought he was fantastic.
0: You know, no, Biznaga, Biznaga. Sorry,
1: Biznaga. <laughs> I've got I've got in a completely different order. I was so absolutely Bisnaga, horrified when Jose you said Red. that then. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Jose Red will be my uh, Biznaga. And my Chumbo, it was a hard one, but I'm going to go with Kai Quintana. I just don't think he offered much up top. Uh, I think he was just... There's a bit lacklustre and, you know, I think we need to give more minutes to Stefan. Having, having seen him come on and, you know, play play some minutes, I, I'm impressed with what he's given us so far. So, yeah, my chumbo is Kaya and my pitmanga is Koshamed.
0: Yeah, I thought Stefan came on and looked not brilliant, but he looked like he had something about him. So, I agree with that point. And then Chris... Um, Your Chumbo and Biznaga and anyone else you want to give a bit of love to or lack of love to? Um,
2: Well, I'm going to keep it very uh, short, but I wanted to say something. Before the match, we did a preview live on YouTube for the first time. Um, We started off pretty uh, awful, but then uh, it was really great. Um, But I said on the preview, if Malaga would have won against... Um, against Cartagena and then I imagined a a loss on on, on Maria but then win against Lugo and against Albacete is it I believe?
0: Yeah I think they're soon I can't remember if they're next next, but yeah anyway
2: we we would have acquired 50 points we could have been safe in two weeks but instead we're not and if you look at our schedule now, it's pretty hard. Okay. We have a pretty difficult schedule ahead of us. Well, we, we were so, going to perhaps
0: talk about this a bit more when we talk about the l- upcoming Lugo game. That was going to be yeah. a topic I was going to throw out there then. So we'll stick with Cartagena, Chris. Who's your Chumbo um, and Miznaga?
2: Chumbo Kai Quintana.
0: Mm-hmm. Surprising for you, Chris. <laughs> well,
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't... That's... It's just not it for me. And... Bisnaga... Josebed.
0: Okay, so two for Josebed, one for Mahia which is a good sign, I suppose, because the two players at the start of the season, or even in the middle of the season, we seen as a bit... You know, we had made our mind up, but they, they've both come to the fore in the last few weeks and they've been playing well, so that's good to hear. Um... But yeah, we'll, we'll leave the Cartagena game and all the news there. Like I said, we'll talk about the the Communicado Oficial in the next part because it does fit in with the VAR decision maybe. Like I can tell you about the tweet I almost sent out and deleted just as Almeria <laughs> scored their second goal. But yeah, <laughs> let, let, let's go straight over to the Almeria section and look back on last night's 3-0 loss. <laughs> So, last night, Malaga sunk to a disappointing 3-0 loss to our Andalusian neighbours, Almeria. Malaga made a lot of changes and we can talk about what went wrong there. But we're also joined by an Almeria fan who can tell us what went right for those. So, I'm delighted that we're joined by Brian White, who is joining us from... Well, Brian, are you joining us from Almeria? I'm not sure of the geography. Where are you?
3: Okay, I'm in the province of Almeria in a place called Los Guiados. Excellent. Which is about A full 50 minute drive from the stadium
0: Excellent stuff And like um, having just been speaking to you Brian just before we started recording I think this is going to be good fun actually So uh, I think you've just told us You've been in Almeria or that part of Spain For about 8 years now So um, you know What brought you to Almeria And, and how are you an Almeria fan Is it just picking your local team Or was you, is there a story behind it Or what
3: no, very. I mean, I came out here to work. Um, I was recruited as a financial advisor by a company out here. Um, I'm, um, and at the time, uh, um, I was just doing bits and pieces. I was doing two weeks here, two weeks back in the UK, fitting back and forwards. And then, uh, um, in the two weeks I were out here, I spent time watching football, which is my hobby. Hmm. And I started watching some of the local teams, like Hercula Vera, Los Giardos, Mahaka, all the local non-league teams. Because back in the UK, I used to be what they call a the ground hopper. Me too. You so to, right. So used to go around sort of various grounds, so I enjoyed that. And uh, then I, I went to... The first game I went to at Almeria was 2013 uh, against Recreativo, And they won 2-1. I thought, this is quite good. But I still went to... I went to watch Real Murcia... You uh, can. So I, I went to a lot of things, and then a few other guys from the village. Said, oh, you're going to Aberystwyth? Oh, we, we got a car, and then gradually things developed. And then the second season, they survived. I was at the last game. That was probably one of the best games. <laughs> Nil-nil draw against Osasuna, and we stayed in the league. Uh, then the next season, we went down, which is when I bought a season ticket. So, and I've been have a season ticket there ever since, and. Uh, it hasn't been great. Right. Oh, <laughs> so right. okay. We've had uh,
0: more downs than ups, shall we say? Excellent. Well, <laughs> yeah, um, just quickly then, um, uh, Brian, because we did have this chat off here, and you didn't mention the ground hopping bit. So I'm just going to uh, seize the moment here as a fellow ground hopper. Do, um, what's your favourite ground?
3: <laughs> I think, uh, funny enough, and it's a new ground. I like Chester.
0: Yeah, I um, Chester. It's
3: a sta- It's a state <laughs> where it's half in Wales. It is, and half in England. And the reason, and actually, you've got the the, the famous thing that they've got the ballroom. Normally, the ball, uh, the directors sit the other side of the sun, so the sun comes not in their eyes. Mm. But Chester, the sun goes directly in their eyes because that part is in England. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I would say that's probably my favourite state, okay. Chester.
0: Yeah, um, I, I saw. I saw and Chester. And
3: also, I think Lewis. Ah, oh,
0: yeah. Oh. <laughs> you well, be there. Yeah, well, I lived um, just before I moved to Spain uh, about eighteen months ago. I spent a year living in Horsham, which is
3: oh right. Oh, so yeah. yeah,
0: I've been to Lewis a couple of times. I, I, I implore anyone in that part of the world to go visit and watch oh, football in, in Lewis, <laughs> and it's called the Dripping Pan as well. So um, yeah. yeah, before we go too far down this rabbit hole of ground hopping, I'll try and rescue <laughs> it because. Uh, we could do a whole podcast on that. So um, you said since you've been an Almeria fan, it's been a bit. Well, you you didn't say up and down. You said more down. So um, what have been your highlights or any particular favourite players or, or um,
3: favourite? I mean, my favourite player over that period. I mean, the first one was Alex Fidel. That was only for the first, literally. I mean, he, and he, he, like, I knew he was going to go, but he was a he, he was a very good player. I don't think I think he was great with Sevilla. He was wasted at Barcelona. Yeah. I mean, they had Jordi Alba Why did they want Alex Fidel? But Anyway, that uh, that did work out for the lad, and uh, I'm sorry to see him go. He was good, um, and more. And then also in the second season, second Thursday, Wellington Silva. He went on loan from from Liverpool. They were the, they were at that time the better players. Since then, recently, I have to go back to last year was Darwin Nunez mm-hmm. yeah
0: and I was the, going to mention
3: him the boy was oh it, it's one of those they're, they're, sometimes you see a player and you get that goosebumps it's, uh, when he gets the ball people stand up and go what's he going to do <laughs> and, uh, literally you yeah, know you got excited when he got the ball which is the first time in a long while that anyone in Al Maria's shirt <laughs> has got you that
0: excited he's and, um. Uh, yeah he's the Venezuelan lad isn't he because I'm currently reading a book uh, Uruguay. oh sorry, no, it's not him. I'm getting mixed up. He's the—is he a Granada? Uh, no. No. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, no.
3: It's he's he's Portugal.
0: He's I, in Benfica. I've got my two players mixed up. Ignore what I was going to say. Um. But but just oh, just quickly. Now you're
3: thinking you're thinking of Suarez, aren't
0: you? No. Yeah. Maybe. But that's he's he's um he's I can't remember where he's from. Yeah. The other Luis Suarez, maybe I'm thinking. Yeah. That's right. Um, no. What's it what, But what, he
3: he's from Uruguay as is the guy who played last night, Brian Rodriguez. They're yes. both here
0: of so. Just quickly, uh, Brian, I've got to drop this in there because you told us, and I was pretty stunned when you told us um, before we started recording, can I confirm you have not seen a better player for Al Maria than you saw Stanley Matthews play live? <laughs> <laughs> not for
3: Almeria. Maria, not for Al Maria. Uh, no, Stanley Matthews I saw play in My uh, first ever game of football. saw Stanley Matthews play for Stoke City, Uh, On the right wing, against Eddie McCready, who was the current at that stage, the Scotland uh, left-back, and he absolutely murdered him that day. Absolutely murdered him. Stoke won 1-0. At the time, they were the top two teams, Chelsea and uh, uh, Stoke City, the top two sides. Stoke won that game 1-0, won the Championship, and uh, it resulted in um, Chelsea having to win their last game against Portsmouth, which they won 7-0. So that's my my first memories, 10 years
0: of age, that's my first memories of football. Wow, what like seeing Stanley Matthews play, that's incredible, I think. Um, Before we try to perhaps uh, link this all back up to Malaga in a second, um, well, no, I suppose I'm linking it back to Malaga straight away. Um, Similar to Malaga, you have a Sheik running the club. Now, I've read quite a lot about your Sheik and uh, my my perception is he's, he's sort of quite liked in Almeria, Maria or, or not like you oh, tell no me oh no he
3: is he's very I mean take Covid for example he donated over a million pounds to the yeah. town you know that sort of thing goes a hell of a lot of way. and I mean that one says oh you know he's a shank. he's got millions well you know <laughs> he's still got to give a million away it's not you yeah, know, yeah. it's not did, an insignificant did, sum did and you the win guy's, a... the guy's loved he really is but you know <laughs> I always say to people, I'm always concerned that someone who just arrives from nowhere, gets very enthusiastic, then, you know, perhaps that enthusiasm wanes, And more importantly, his health hasn't been that good either because okay. he spent quite a bit of time in the hospital in New York. But obviously something quite serious then said, what? well, it is. And that always concerns me because, you know, it's his passion. It's his love. And, you know, is anyone else going to take it over if he's sadly, you know, uh, didn't recover from one of these operations, so that, all of these are concerns. But
2: say you just enjoy the moment as it stands, as it, as it is. Yeah. Did cool. you did you win a car, Brian? Sorry. Did you win a car? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, uh, oh I
0: forgot about that.
2: Close. But uh, yeah,
3: they were going. <laughs> literally, <laughs> it was yeah. You know, if you've got oh, it's in our stand. <laughs> yeah. You know, you so that's sort
0: of reduced the odds now to 5,000 to 1. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, Yeah, it sounds like um, like the sort of game shows on British TV I would have grown up with, where there's like a car in the side of the studio and here's what you could have won. Although actually, here's what you could have won. It's more speedboats. Yeah, that was more, that was more speedboats <laughs> than cars. Oprah Winfrey, look, uh, uh, look under your chairs. There's one for each one of <laughs> you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because... Uh, one of the first Malaga games I went to, because I've only been here 18 months, was uh, against Almeria. And uh, it was when the shake was still quite new at Almeria. And I remember all the the away fans had uh, like tea towels on their heads and uh, <laughs> singing all songs. And then you had the other side of the stadium, the Malaga fans, with uh, like, uh, like wanted posters saying, you know, with Altani's face on saying that, you know, Criminal or whatever and Wanted posters So it was Two ends of the Shake spectrum there um, So yeah Like one of those First games I went to Is Malaga Al Maria And I was sort of told That it was A little bit of a derby And um, Chris You're from this part Of the world You know You were brought up Down here Is, is Malaga Almeria Maria A derby or
2: It is a derby It's not that We hate each other But Well I don't also think We are really good friends mm-hmm.
0: Okay um, Alex, you, you said you've No, be- no, no,
2: no I like Brian. <laughs> apart. I
0: love Brian. <laughs> well that, that's a good that's a good start. We' we' are we lovers not fighters on this podcast, I think, anyway. Yeah. Um Alex, you said you've been to a uh away day at Almeria. I'm right in saying, yes.
1: I did. It was the day Jack Harper scored his oh, first goal in the Malaga shirt. There you so, go. Of course.
0: Oh, there's Jack and Harper. And I remember man. Danny Pacheco
1: playing a beautiful pass and there was a lovely turn from Jack Harper and it was a lovely finish and we won 1-0. That was the the start to our season with uh, five wins, all seemed to be by one goal. Um, but no, very fond memories. Had a few chats with some some fellow English fan, well, some English Almeria fans and they seemed to, you know believed that the club was on, on the right trajectory this was before the, the shake came in but like they seemed to be doing the right things and no, very positive memories and I remember at the end of the game this is something I love about Spanish fans obviously uh, in the lower levels you don't really see it with the big games but so when Malaga won Obviously you know you think maybe the fans would just leave go home but then the Almaria fans started chanting Malaga and then the Malaga fans, oh. fans repaid the favor so it was you know it was lovely to see and you yeah, know any positive memories about that trip to Almaria.
0: Oh that's a lovely story. Um and then um I'll ask you then Brian is that your perception of this uh, rivalry slash derby is it a friendly <laughs> one?
3: Yeah very much so. I mean I've I've never seen any but I remember that game Alex Roberto. I mean, I was telling because my wife was Scottish. Well, it was Scottish. Is Scottish. <laughs> so, um, and I was telling her brother-in-law, who was a, a referee, that I saw a great Scottish player called Jack Harper playing oh. for uh, for no. and that his his career seems to have
2: gone on the way. Bri- bit, Brian, which, is, uh,
0: it's a it's a, a running theme on
2: Brian, in his whole
0: career. <laughs> It's a running and theme on against
2: his... <laughs>
3: <laughs> That that day he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He really was. Uh, and and yeah, you know, uh, uh, and he won the game for Malaga that day. But when you, you talk did. about rivalry, if you talk to most Maria fans, they will sure tell you Granada for them Okay. Yeah, the biggest rival. Yeah. And, but if you talk to some of the older uh, Almeria fans, they will tell you a Hido in yeah. the uh, Secunda B. That really? is it's perceived as the traditional. Rival of Almeria,
2: So, yeah. yeah. But, but Malaga, yeah. A nice team in a nice part of the world. Ah, oh, you. <laughs> There's no real rivalry. It's also not that we, I don't know, like, are big friends of each other either. Yeah. It's yeah. just respect. Malaga doesn't like Sevilla and Malaga doesn't like Cadiz. Yeah. But the, uh, a lot of
0: the
2: local fans, don't, one of the
3: teams they don't like is Elche. The, the ultras, particularly at uh, Almeria, they do not like Elche at all. Okay. And there's always bad blood in Elche about. And that's the one time that I've actually seen the equivalent of football hooliganism that we're so accustomed to, said, or were accustomed to, in the UK. And that's the only time I've ever witnessed it here in Spain. And okay. uh, that was quite that was quite alarming. But, uh, yeah, um, apart from that, you know, we meet at the, you know, the bars before then, I have to say, when Manninger were there, uh, there was far more
0: English voices in yeah.
3: because
0: uh, it, was quite, it was quite... It was a bit like sort of a, you know, a, a Chelsea-Arsenal derby without the Agro. <laughs> and a bit more sunshine. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, just quickly then, Brian, because I want to get on to... Well, I don't know. Do I want to get on to last night's game? But I feel we should get on to last night's game. I just want to ask you quickly... Um, uh your manager, Jose Gomez, um Jose Gomez, sorry. I I actually saw him against Swansea a couple of years ago when he was reading manager and Swansea yeah. won 4-1. But he's been going viral in Spain this past week or so and been in the press a lot for his uh for his interesting post match uh press conference. Did you see that? I didn't know. I missed uh, that one. Uh, de- definitely worth seeing. He he had a sort of a breakdown shouting that um we was this des- the
3: game against Leganes? Yeah, actually? yeah.
0: He, um well, ha- I was going to ask you. Well, was any- t-
3: have you seen the penalty that was awarded
0: against well, Maria? I haven't, but uh, <laughs> so
3: i try and watch that. I mean, that I've been watching. I've been watching football now for sixty years, and that, without <laughs> doubt, was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. Well, I- a I have- fa- I'll be honest with you. I'm a fan of VAR. I supported VAR, and I think how on earth can two referees get that so wrong? Yeah, the guy jumped into merit. I don't think the guy from Legales expected a penalty. <laughs> uh, Munio scored the goal. He sort of turned around as if to say, I'm oh, sorry, Les, but yeah, you know, there it was. Uh, it was. And the denying thing was, after last night, we could have been top of the division because that two points, oh, well, it may all change when the other teams play, but. For 24 hours, we could have been top of the league just because a referee decides to give an if, uh, you know, a wonky penalty. Yeah, And I have to say, just cutting it in, that I think, you paid, your boys paid the price because they were so wound up about what happened. You read the local press. Okay. They were so wound up about what happened to them on Saturday. I think whoever they were playing next were going to get the full phone. <laughs> and I think that's what happened.
0: Yeah, we got it. Um yeah, I definitely recommend anyone if you type into Twitter Jose Jose Gomez, you'll see uh he sort of like slams his hands down on the deck. It's very entertaining.
2: But uh, I, I, I loved it. it. I loved it. Yeah. Because he's the first to step up in this Spanish football league dictatorship of Javier Tebas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's you're right.
3: I mean, so that, whole, that whole thing last, last winter, you know, during the summer with Fulham brother and his brother, I mean, it,
2: that didn't smell good, did it? <laughs> well, and and yeah. Molly had been like, we had 13, no, 12, 12 VAR wow. moments which weren't right either. Uh, you don't need to list just them again, Chris. You've to say something about it.
0: <laughs> um, so. yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Let's. Let, so let's get into last night's game. Um, I know we've spoken quite a lot about Almeria there, so we'll just do a little bit of um, you know what's going, what was going on with Malaga, maybe at the start of the game. Um, Alex, the starting eleven, uh, Julio started for Malaga. Ramon came in, and Ben Camasa. Was, was he surprised at this at all?
1: I was very surprised. Uh, I mean, looking back at looking back in it, I'm less surprised actually because. <laughs> If you just said to me, out of the remaining games, which one would you bet the house on us losing? This would have been it. So, I think, in maybe in a way, it was a good thing that he rested some of the key players just to, you know, because he knew, it's probably the wrong attitude to have, but he knew we weren't going to get a result. So, he kind of thought, this is the opportunity to rest the important players, give them a rest, and then, you know, hopefully come back stronger for the games that we need and we know we can win. So, I was surprised at the time, but I think, you know, looking back on it, it was the right decision.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree, actually. I was going to say the exact same thing with, I think, when we were WhatsApping each other last night, the three of us, and going, oh, this is a bit weird, but in hindsight. But yeah, maybe it was a good call. But I did say I would love to see Chris's face when he saw that Ben Kamasa was on the team sheet. So, Chris, what did you think of our starting 11?
2: I understand it, just the reasons you just thought, but. Um please, please, please the first chance we have send him back to wherever he came from. Uh and and get I have another player who we could get Charlie Jensen <laughs> Yeah instead that was... of Ben Kamasa.
0: Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um yeah definitely. and yeah Ben Kamasa I don't know I've um I sort of joke about him coming off the bench and being quite good, but when he does start, I do go, "Oh dear, this this is going to be a long night." Um, we'll we'll just get to the Almeria goal in a second, but I thought we were very close to scoring in the first ninety seconds or so, where I can't remember who hit it across the box, and I think Luis Munoz almost got a, a touch on the ball. And I thought I thought we started quite well actually. I don't know if either of you two agree with that.
2: We started very well. Hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: Alex. I actually thought it was the that opening before the first goal. I actually thought it was the best, one of the best periods of play we've had all season. And I think you know we, we seem to be putting in you know nice balls. We seem to be constructing nice attacks. We seem to be you know passing the ball out really well. But I think that, as much as I hate to hate to say it, but I think that error just sort of knocked it all out of us. We seem to lose any hope we had. And I think going one nil down against a team as strong as Almeria, you're you're on the back foot so early. It's going to be hard. So I think if we if we'd have conceded a goal, maybe you know something that we couldn't have done much about, maybe a beautiful goal from El Maria, then I feel like we'd have had a more chance of mm. coming back. But I feel like the error just sort of you know knocked us for six a little bit.
0: Yeah, well let, let's talk about the goal then. Um, and I suppose you know obviously it's Ramon that played that pass across midfield and essentially set up Almeria for the goal, which was quite interesting, actually, because I heard Peirce say today that apparently we've been working on passing the ball across risky areas, so that whatever they did in training didn't quite work there. But my, my one, well, a lot of concerns from that goal is the fact it was Ramon, who obviously hasn't played much recently through injury, and I just really hope that that doesn't really knock his confidence you know he's been one of our star players but hasn't played for a while and young very gifted young footballer and i hope i don't know because he he didn't look very good last night to say the least i didn't think but um chris and anything you want to add about the goal and yes go for it
2: um when i was five years old and i started playing football um when we played games uh, just against other local teams um my coach always yelled at me, don't pass the ball through the middle, don't pass the ball through the middle. And I still hear his voice <laughs> after 30 years. Uh, I wish some Malaga players had that voice as well.
0: Yeah, well, they didn't last night. So, um, uh, yeah. So, Almeria go 1-0 up. Um, Brian, is there anything you want to add about the goal? It was, you know, nicely played in the end by Almeria, but um, it no. Yeah, <laughs> I,
3: I would just sort of come back to the starting lineup. Uh, I was amazed with our starting lineup because we played the same team as we played on Saturday. Okay. that's never happened before. <laughs> Gomez normally, if you play on Saturday and Tuesday, or Saturday and Wednesday, or Sunday and Wednesday, whatever there'd be a different different team. He make, usually makes eleven changes. Okay, so to have an unchanged side that was remarkable. So that was the first sort of surprise. <laughs> Uh, and yet, going back, if we look at, you know, you helped Al Maria with the first goal. Actually, you helped with the second goal.
0: Definitely. <laughs> and
3: your goalkeeper, in a rush of blood, helped for the third goal. So, you know, Al Maria really has to say to themselves, yeah, we play, I thought we played well, but I think we were helped by Malaga by their errors because they were unforced errors. So, you know, they're both, you know, put, put as... You know, passing across the pitch it's always dangerous because it can be intercepted. Why your goalkeeper decided to run out? Why he did? I mean, hey, that was that was another mystery. So all of those sort of areas well, you know, helped us, I think, yeah. and did little for you.
0: Yeah, we'll. Um, well, while you've mentioned it, then now Brian, we'll talk about that second goal, and then maybe we'll go back to the, VA, the VAR decision, which we wanted to talk about for other reasons which I mentioned in the first part of the podcast uh the second goal then Brian while you're speaking uh, glorious 25yarder or, or or lucky setup for you
3: it was a lucky setup a <laughs> glorious 25 yarder yeah you know, but had, had the ball not been played to him he couldn't have had a glorious 25 yard. he got the he didn't have to win the ball al Maria didn't have to win the ball they were presented with it yeah and as a result they got it and he thought, oh, well, this is a free, basically a free hit now. <laughs> yeah, we are nice he's, guys. You're having the ball now. And we, we he, took lost it. Fairness, he took it well. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, fair play to And Laxos is capable of doing that. He's he's a, he's a, he's a very good player. But, um, uh, yeah, I think you've got to say, you know, you've, the question would always be of a manager is saying, why on earth did you make that pass?
0: Yeah. But, uh, uh, Chris, going go to you then and Alex, I suppose, for this, um, the goal. I think we can obviously blame Alexander for the pass and that set up Al Maria. Um I think it might be my dad messaged me actually, and he said he thought Danny Barrio was at a bit of fault for that goal as well. Do you think, uh, Alex? Do you think Danny Barrio could have been better positioned to save that shot or not?
1: Sorry, I think it's difficult to say. You know, I think obviously the the error probably caught him by surprise. So he was probably you know expecting maybe a pass back around the defence and. You know, when you when you have that, obviously it's not an excuse for them. I think keepers, you know, they, they have no excuses. They should always be ready for whatever coming, whatever's coming. But I think when you have a shot that's like that, I think part of me says, you know, it's 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 a one in a, one in a hundred shot that you're, you know, you, you're going to have trouble saving all the time. So I think you know you've got to give credit. Main most of the credit should go to the goal scorer. So you know, I think. Maybe a better positioning could have been, you know, could have been there for Danny Barrio, but I, I don't think there's too much to look into that.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll go back a couple, well, about two minutes before that goal, then, Chris. Um, uh, Al Maria were awarded a penalty uh, and it went to VAR and it got overturned by VAR. Now, I said at the start of this week's podcast that. Malaga released a comunicado Oficial, which I know we all love in Spanish football. Now yours, no troubles ahead when you see a club post one of them. And essentially Malaga said that they think uh, VAR has not been efficient enough in the league. And I suppose they were alluding to those 12 decisions you made a point about last week, Chris. Um, d- do you think that statement Malaga released might have helped us overturn that decision or, or not? <laughs>
2: I, let me say it this way, if the ref did go on with that crazy given penalty, I would have get rid of my, well, I would have taken my TV, (laughs) my phone and every device with a screen and I would have go up to the upper floor of my house and I would throw them with love, <laughs> one by one, out of my window.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, it's the
2: most stupid and horrible penalty I ever seen somebody give. Mm. Well, almost.
0: Yeah, I think I've seen worse this season. But yeah, I, I, in full yeah. motion, I thought it wasn't a penalty. And when they slowed it down, it definitely wasn't, was it? But but it, but I was I was being. I said to you guys earlier. I started tweeting saying yay for like us releasing that comunicado, and you know maybe the referee you know maybe that was in their head but then as I was just about to press tweet Al Maria was smashing it in anyway so I thought well maybe I shouldn't send cocky tweets about refereeing decisions um Brian as an Al Maria fan uh I'm guessing d- did you think it was a penalty or would you think it was fair
3: it was more of a penalty than the the is well said to me. Let, let Brian neither, let it go. No, right. neither, neither <laughs> were a penalty. However, I would say that if the referee overturned his own decision, then he should have cautioned Sadiq because why did Sadiq fall over? It had to be simulation. Now, I don't want one of our players to be get another yellow card <laughs> by being realistic. If, yeah, I, I Personally, think there may have been, and it's not enough for him to go over. I agree. There may have been a bit of a touch as the as the defender went in, touched the ball. He may have, and that's why they looked at it several times. However, um, you know, if he went over and the referee turned his decision, gave away the yellow card for the defender quite correctly, then he must say, "Well, the only reason you went over, mate, is because you dive, you simulate it. That's a caution, yellow card." I and he did do that, think... so I think the referee was, you know, wrong on all counts, you know. The, awarding it in the first place, and, you know, not yet giving Sadiq a yellow card, really just underlines, I, I've got to say, whilst I love the football in Spain, I think the referee is appalling. I really do. I, there, there are a few good referees around, and they're obviously in the league. Some of the referees that we see in the second division... <laughs> And uh, I've seen games in Secunda B. I mean, they, would, they wouldn't survive on Hackney Marshes. That alone, <laughs> sort of, I, 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 in a professional league, absolutely outrageous. Absolutely outrageous.
0: Go on, Chris. You that's, see my, that's
3: my view on VAR. We yeah. lost that one. We lost the one on Saturday. But I'm still in favour. Believe it or not, I'm still in favour of it. Because I think anything that I, I again, background, I used to be a referee. Okay. And, uh, you know, anything that helps referees make better decisions,
2: but unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I, I think the problem with Spanish referees is that...
0: Uh,
2: how do I say it without offending anyone? Um,
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
2: Spanish, Spanish people can be, like, a bit stubborn.
0: Okay. Okay. Hey, it's your yeah. national. It's your. It's your people you're speaking to here. I'm yeah, not I, know. <laughs> I know. I'm
2: stubborn as well, uh, but they're more a bit stubborn. I don't know, and more like yeah, fiery, fiery,
0: fiery, fiery I yeah. suppose. Yeah, that so, especially in Andalusia, the Andalusian passion, and uh, I don't know.
2: VAR would work um, with not stubborn, stubborn people because. Not stubborn people would say, okay, wow, oh yeah, I made a mistake. Um, but then a Spanish ref would say, oh, well, I made a mistake, but I'm stubborn. So <laughs> I'll keep up with my decision. And I don't know. I really don't know. But okay. you know what I wanted to say? I think that Sadiq, because I looked at Sadiq. And when it when when it happened he stood up and he didn't ask for a penalty. Mm. He didn't do anything. He thought he reared yeah. the whistle. He thought, Oh wow, okay, well. And he looked back and then thought, well
0: Well, yeah. I think you, I think you can go down. Like I think he got the ball and he, there was contact tiny bit of contact after the ball. He didn't yeah. make a lot of this, so I don't think he should have been booked either. But yeah, you know, it all got sorted in the end. Um just for time purposes, um, I think Brian's almost summarised our third goal quite well and said uh, Danny Barrio made a mistake of it in goals and it looked like we got away with it for a second, but uh, it still ended up in the net. Um, just uh, Chris and Alex, are we, are we are we reverting to Team Soriano still or or what?
2: Yeah,
0: I love Soriano. Yeah, he's he's, he's won us over, isn't he? We've uh, um, I don't know about you, Alex. Are you won over by Soriano more than Barrio in this sort of revolving? goalkeeper door
1: (laughs) yeah uh, I do I do think I am and uh, the more I see Barrio although this is there's two sides to the coin obviously Barrio hasn't he didn't perform to his best against San Maria but that happens when you're not playing week in week out and goalkeepers are one of those positions where you need consistency I say it all the time that's us right the one position where you need the most consistency so I think it's unfair to pick on him I don't think he did too much wrong. Obviously, you know, coming out, I think it was a bit of a rogue decision. You know, could have been in a better position for Latos' goal. But yeah, I think he didn't do awfully. I just think you know, it was one of those games that you you have a few. It's sort of rustiness. you. It's mm. going to
0: happen when you don't play week in week out. It made what, me. What, what do you think, Brian? Should a should should a
2: a coach change his keeper every two weeks or? No, not well. In if, if you look at the our, our stats, I mean,
3: they've been Mecorezzi and Fernando have been sharing the role. Yeah,
0: that's what we uh, do, yeah. at
3: the Almeria. Uh, he's he, he's had a lot. Of, but that said, it's quite clear that Maccarelli is our number one keeper, mm-hmm. and uh, Fernando, I think, acknowledges that and accepts it. So, you know, I think that's that, that's where we are. He's, in fact, in terms of, funny enough. I think the reason why Macarazzi gets the job is, is he is a better footballer uh, because Fernando, when yeah, and the way they like to play it now from the back, it's very important that your goalkeeper has got ball skills and can actually feel comfortable on the ball. Macarazzi has got that. Fernando hasn't. They're both excellent stop shoppers, stop shot stoppers, <laughs> right, writing his teeth in for someone else. And, um, Yeah, they both can do that. They're both good on crosses, etc. So, goalkeeping, there's not a lot to choose between them. But my focus goes to Macarezzi purely because he's a better footballer. You know, just have to look at Joe Hart, you know, the way he's been, because he can't play football.
0: (laughs) Um, Just quickly to wrap things up, because we've got a few minutes left here. Um, I was going to go to something Alex said in our WhatsApp group, actually. Towards the end of the game... Alex, you said you thought Almeria were the best team we've come up against, which I'll be honest with you, I disagreed with. So we'll come to Brian and ask his thoughts on that in a second. But Alex, why did you think Almeria were the best team we've come up against? I think
1: alongside, alongside Espanol, obviously Espanol have done fantastically this season. And I think, as you said, Matt, they weren't at their full their full capacity when they beat us three 0 So. I think, you know, it's t- t- touch and go, but I just think the way that they've, you know, they, they beat us so convincingly in the away leg, or the, the away game in uh, Estadio dos Medellanos, and I think the, the quality they have on the ball, they seem to take every chance. I mean, I was looking at the stats, I was talking to my mum, who seems to receive all of my football, football chat when I'm at home, <laughs> so we had 17 shots, three of them on target, Almeria had nine, four on target, and they scored three goals. I think that it's very efficient, and I think you know, obviously, you know they're they're not top of the league, but I just think the way that they capitalise on their on their chances, I think I've just been really impressed. So yeah, maybe maybe Espanol just them, but I definitely think by well, Espanol, I think they're much better than Mallorca.
0: Okay, yeah, I'd agree with that. I feel, I I think Espanol are the best team we've come up against. Uh, Chris, are Almeria the best team we've come up against, or are we still Espanol?
2: Uh, Definitely Espanol. Espanol didn't even care. uh, We lost 3-0. Yes. And they didn't even go full on us. No. They thought, oh, well, easy play.
0: Well, I read um, today, just while you're mentioning that, Chris, uh, Juan G. Fernandez, who does the uh, Radio Marca Malaga, he tweeted out a stat that in the four games against the top three, we've conceded 12 goals. And to my mind, I think we scored one. I think Pablo Chavarria might have scored against Mallorca. Against I
2: Mallorca, yeah, yes. That's the
0: only one I can think of. Um, so I suppose my next question then is, just before we do our chumbo and biznaga, lads, is I'll pass over to Brian. Um, Brian, do you think Al Maria are going to get promoted this season? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Everything crossed. But who knows? I mean, you know, referee decisions. There's so much. There's, there's 30 points left to play for. Um, I fear going in the playoffs again. I really do, uh, because I think the side that finishes third is on such a downer to try and get you know motivated yeah. because you feel as if you've lost it anyway. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Espanyol they have the best player in the league in RDT, and <laughs> um, let's face it. I mean, on the money he's on, he should be the <laughs> best player in the league. So yeah, you know, he's really playing in the league that it shouldn't be, but he is that good. Uh, I think Espanyol are.
2: Now,
0: Don, and I think it's between us and Mallorca.
2: Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Um, I, I even think on RDT, R, 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 why isn't he the striker for Spain?
0: Well, yeah, to be fair, Spain don't really have many strikers at the moment today. Maratta is the one that's starting at the moment, and I think uh, Spain are actually kicking off as we speak, I think, and I believe. What I read today is Gerard Moreno is going to start up front. So um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think RD.T. Our, our dot dot, as we say it is going to be first choice. Uh, yeah, but uh, I like trying to say the Spanish football podcast way of saying it, which I still haven't mastered. Um, right, go on, in, lads. Just pushed for time a little bit. Um, Alex, your chumbo and chumbo to start with. Who was your chumbo?
1: Ah, uh, it's a difficult one. I think I, I don't want to pick on a particular player. I think, you know, I think all in all, I think everyone has to take collective blame. But I think, you know, I really don't want to pick the I'm on, but I, I have to. I think it was it was, a, it was a shocking, shocking pass. And I really, like you said, Matt, I really hope that doesn't knock his confidence and affect him in the long term. And I think, you know, hopefully it's a lesson learned. Hopefully he'll, I mean... God knows why Pei was pra- getting them to practice dangerous passing. It's like, something why like bother? That? You know, just just don't do it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I understood it right, but something like that. He said, like, passing, like, sort of risky areas. I didn't quite get it, but... Anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think... I think, hopefully, it's a lesson learned. And like you said, not a, not a long-term knock on his confidence. So, yeah, I think, just purely based on that shocking pass, I'm going to go with Ramon for my chumba.
0: Okay, chumba. I'll, I'll come to... Chris in a second because I think I know what he's going to say but I I did have Ramon and Alexander and then I did change it to Ben Kamasa because I think for I'm guessing Chris is going to say Ben Kamasa so maybe Chris <laughs> can tell us reasons why so Chris did you pick Ben Kamasa as your jumbo? Yes I did I thought you might have so why was he so bad because I think I'm going to agree with you
2: I'm happy for him he made it into the lineup, <laughs> Um but He was unlucky that he didn't make it into the pitch. Onto the pitch.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. He
2: he didn't do anything. I didn't see him for 80 minutes until he got substituted.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's why I picked him too. Uh, Right, really quickly then, lads, and then I'll come to Brian just to finish with uh, Alex Pisnaga.
1: This is another difficult one. I think, you know, there wasn't a particular player that stood out. But I think in terms of, well, just efforts and, you know, I think our most realistic opportunity of scoring came through him. But I I think Haki Munozli seemed to put himself about. And, you know, he was, he he needed that performance. I think he's had a few games where he's not been at his best. And, you know, we rested him against, um, I forget, was it... uh, one of the previous games that he didn't play and uh, yeah that was it so yeah I think he he was in need of a good performance I think he what little he did but I think he he showed promising signs of you know the player that we know he is capable of and what we have seen this season
0: okay mine mine I wrote down Mahias just because I thought he was great again I think he's been our best player since Christmas. Like we said when we had Charlie on, since he had his night out in Marbella, it seems to have energised him. So long may that continue. Chris, anyone different, just quickly?
2: I really don't know who to pick. I thought for the whole day, I don't know, I will go with Mejidas. Okay. great
0: guy great haircut and one other person i was going to give a little bit of love to actually i actually thought julio did quite well actually for his first start certainly first half. well i think he got subbed actually didn't he but it was i thought he looked a bit more confident than when he's come off the bench in a few games so
2: hopefully... i to be honest i still don't really know what julio brings
0: every time he comes on okay well maybe that's a topic for the next part of the podcast yeah. uh brian um Like, as I said to you, Chumbo and Biznaga are our worst player, best player. Is there any Almeria players you want to give some love to? Uh, The
3: the, the one that worries me, and he's a good player, and he didn't have a bad game yesterday, but he's Samu. I think players can realise that they can wind him up (laughs) because a couple of your lads went for him.
0: Yeah, I remember, yeah. And
3: and a couple of our players now they recognise that and they come in and they get between him because,
0: yeah, he will start, he's the sort
3: of bloke who's ever fighting a Phone box, you know, he is, you know, is touch like light, light blue touch paper and stand back. So he worries me a bit. Uh, he's a good player, but temperamentally he's a concern. I thought our best player was Akemi, the fullback.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I think, yeah, he was very good, and I think he's one of the best fullbacks in this division. And we've now got him permanently. We got him from Barcelona, and I think that's a great signing. If we go up, I think he would do well in La Liga. If we don't go up, he'll continue to thrive. Well, I think if we don't go up, we may have to sell him on, which is a bit of a worry. But, yeah, he is a very good player.
0: Excellent stuff. So there's one to keep an eye out for in the Almeria team. And I think that's it for this game. So I think all that's left to say is a big thank you to Brian for joining us to talk about Almeria and Stanley Matthews and shakes so thank you Brian
2: so well thanks for invite it's been I, I hope enjoyed I, it. I, I, I loved it I hope Maria doesn't get promoted so we can have Brian next season <laughs> back again definitely but for Brian well,
3: I so hope it, they get uh, if, if we're not in the playoffs I hope you make the playoffs and then we can both meet again in La Liga yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, well, that's
0: a good one. Well, hopefully, as I say to everyone, we get on here. When things open up again, I, I do plan on doing a bit more travelling. And as I said, as a ground hopper, I've still not been to Almeria, so I'll make sure to drop your ta- message, Brian. I'll take
3: you around some of the Mercia clubs in oh. uh, in uh, <laughs> Group 13 of
0: Casera. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, but I'm looking forward to it already. <laughs> right. Thank you, Brian. And we're going to leave it there for our Almeria part. Okay, so Malaga's four-win, undefeated run came to an end with a 3-0 loss against Almeria. So now let's try and get back to winning ways. And to do that, we need to beat Lugo this coming Sunday. Quarter past six, kick-off Spanish time. Yeah, we hate Lugo, don't we? Because it's one of those clubs that none of us really know anything about. We can never find an opposition fan. Uh, I, I don't know, Alex or Chris, do you want to offer any insight on Lugo that you can drag up for me or, or not?
2: Horrible badge, horrible, <laughs> n- no history, don't care about them, not interested in them.
0: Okay, I wasn't going this mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just
2: an uninteresting club.
0: Alex, they, I, they're, they're going to be at one of Alex's local teams next year, actually, aren't they? If you go, if, When you so, go to Santiago.
1: That is true. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go and watch that And if, obviously, fans are allowed back in by then, which I hope they are. Um, But, no, yeah, to your question, Matt Lugo. They're on a, if he ran a form, they've won none of their last five, lost two and drawn three. So, we've caught them at a good time Mm -hmm. and hopefully we can put that loss to bed and get back to winning ways.
0: Yeah, I can tell you that actually the last time they won was against Tenerife, twenty uh, third of January, and if I remember rightly, the other time, the, the time they won before that might have been start of December, end of November. So as you said, this, this is a a good time to get them. I was just thinking, actually, Alex, when you are, were... there, are they in
2: the relegation show? Yes. No, they're 15th.
0: <laughs> I don't actually know. I just realised. they usually write that. Too song. bad.
1: They are just four points ahead of the relegation
2: zone.
0: Uh, it's I weird, they, isn't
2: it? I hope they drop to the relegation zone. <laughs> I really don't see the use of having them in Segunda.
0: Well, two things I want to um, go with there then, Chris. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, when we played Cartagena, it was, oh, was it Cartagena? I can't remember. But like these teams that have really, really bad runs, they all seem to be like, not in the relegation zone. which I don't understand. And going to what you just said, Chris, about you know, you know, you don't care about them. Hope they get relegated. Well, I was looking into them a little bit this morning. I was quite surprised actually. The Lugo have been in the Segunda for nine seasons in a row now. I was like, what?
2: Yeah,
0: I was surprised because
2: and they and they still still didn't convince any of us to look a bit more into them.
0: Yeah, they finished. I did. I, I did. Try, I did look into them. I tried. I tried my best yeah. to find some interesting stuff. They finished ninth one season, but they generally finished 14th, 15th. Um, but yeah, like I've said, you know, I'd like to think I know quite a bit about football. And I, I'd never heard of Lugo till last season when I moved to Spain. And I thought, who are these guys? So I thought they must be some sort of upstarts that have come from nowhere. So I was, that that surprised me a little bit. And also, linking back to Almerea. Um, they do have Arvin Apaya playing for them. Who was uh, yes, was the English. Go on and Alex, you take over. Tell me about Arvin Apaya.
1: Born in Amsterdam, came through the oh, Forest oh. Academy, and played for Almeria twenty-two times before he learned out to Lugo. And he's played in England setup up to under-nineteens, and he's still obviously he's only twenty, so hopefully we'll be maybe two or three World Cups time, he could be breaking through to the England squad.
0: Yeah, they did sign, Al Maria signed him for 8 million euros last summer, didn't they? And I always remember um, when Al Maria signed him, I can't can't remember if it was the official account or a fan account, but I've got a feeling it was the official account. And they put something like, unlucky Man United, uh, Apaya is in the red of Al Maria. And then like this Man United fan commenting, don't know what you're talking about, mate. (laughs) <laughs> so, it was quite, it was I quite just, like that. Yeah, it was just quite like mank humour, which um, made me laugh. And then, um, yeah, actually, the other thing though, I thought this, this is how memorable Lugo are. Where I don't know, do either of you remember the game against Lugo earlier in the season? Um, yes, no. Am I
1: right in saying it was no? It wasn't. Uh, I, I mean, it shows you how much I. I think of, of Luger. I don't remember anything about it. Well, game, this actually. is it,
0: though, because I think it's because I'm, I'm usually really good at remembering games, but I think I've got worse since watching on TV. I usually have to be there. But this game was bonkers. I completely forgot about it. It was the 2-2 where they went 2-0 up Uh, Kaya Quintana headbutted someone, got sent off. So we had 10 men. And then Juan de scored two goals to rescue it for us. It was that game. Oh, really? Yeah. I forgot all about that game. Wow. And and he scores that. I love that one. It was brilliant. That was one of the best podcasts we did. But like, I was like, that wasn't Lugo. But apparently it was. (laughs) I was like, oh. Wow. Um, and he scored that, that match v- was bonkers yes yeah because like kai, yeah because I think kai Quintana got sent off around half time as well didn't he and it looked like oh no actually no I think it might have been later in the game wasn't it? and it just looked dead and buried and then Juan de scored like a tap in from about six yards out yeah. um, I think Joaquin Munoz was really good that game if I remember rightly off the top of my head and then yeah. uh, Juan de scored that amazing header to w- up, to equalise yeah. and we were all happy but yeah I completely forgot about that game, to be honest with you, until I did a bit of Googling. In my head, I thought it was, oh yeah, nil-nil against Lugo. And I was like, 2-2? So I watched the highlights this morning. I was like, oh yeah, that was a fun game.
1: How Um, are back fours changed since that day?
0: Go on, have you got it in front of you?
1: Yeah, so we had Ishmael Casas at right-back, left-back Ivan Calero, centre-back, obviously De is the only consistent one here, but David Lombard.
0: Yeah, that's um, and, and while we're talking about centre backs, actually, because um, Mejia... Where was that's true, yeah.
1: Escassi was on the bench, no, he wasn't even on the bench,
0: probably suspended, probably bookings, yeah. Um, while we're talking about centre backs, actually, and maybe things to change for this game, I know, um, we didn't really have time to fit it in with the Almeria bit, but Mahia's picked up a bit of a knock against Almeria, which didn't look too good at first, but. I believe he's going to be okay and he could come back for this game. Whether he does come back fully fit, I don't know. Do either of you guys know any any update on my news? Uh,
2: no, but I will ask the club tomorrow and then I will send it out in a tweet.
0: There you go. So keep an eye on the Giricast Twitter, at Pod, and you can find out the latest injury news. Because um, I, think, I think Romani and Matos are due to come back fit as well and uh, I know Escassi came off the bench against uh, Almeria so hopefully he'll be back I want to
2: ask you guys that go for it was it the smartest move for Romani to get the yellow card the fifth yellow card in the match against uh, Cartagena I think it was set up I think Pejicera told him possibly. whatever you do this match get yourself a fifth yellow card possibly yeah
0: That's not unheard
2: He couldn't play because of the clausula del miedo.
0: Ah, yeah. I forgot about that.
2: So he couldn't play anyways. He had four yellow cards. So getting the fifth uh, would... How do you call it? Suspended. Suspended for the match against uh, Almeria. Mm -hmm. But that didn't even matter
0: anyways. Okay, so does that mean he's... Suspended against Lugo now, or is he... No. Okay, cool. He was
2: suspended well, against a match then. against Almeria, a match we, yeah. which he couldn't play anyways.
0: Well, that's clever then. That's good, if that's how it's worked out, out. Um, that's good strategy. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: I think so, because the yellow card was for really for nothing. Yeah. It was a yellow card, but...
0: Okay. Um, just quickly then, guys, as, as I think we've already... Determined. We don't know much about um, Lugo. Oh, one thing I did learn actually this morning, just really quickly, um their manager, uh, Luis Cesar Sampredo, he was the manager that got uh gymnastique into La Liga in two thousand and eight. I thought that was quite interesting because uh they are not historically a you know primera team, but um and he was quite young actually, so yeah. I thought I thought that was really recently
1: they did recently sack, was it Medi Lafty, the, the
0: yeah. old. Yeah, the guy that played for Birmingham oh, City when um, in the mid 2000s. Yeah, I think it was February he got sacked, but yeah, some. I think he played about almost 100 games for Birmingham, if I remember rightly. He's. Uh, yeah, I remember him more at Ras in Santander, not because I saw him play, just because. I remember managing them on Football Manager, and he was quite good for me. That's that's how I knew him. But yeah, he is no longer there, so I don't know why we're talking about him. Um, let's switch it over to Malaga then. Um, yeah. what, what what would you guys like to see changed for this game? Anyone coming in, Alex, or anyone you know being put out, or or would you like to go back to that sort of team we had against Cartagena, which I think was close to our first eleven?
1: I think you know barring obviously the changes because I think that was something necessary I think I, I, I'd like to see I'm not sure Chris how, how soon is it before we see Ishmael Kassanas
2: back I'm not sure to be honest um, I so, I I know where you're going I don't want Alexander back either on the pitch either um, I don't want Chris to so
1: either <laughs>
0: But I suppose, yeah, I like, think... Mahias has played right back a couple of times, isn't he? And I think he's played okay there and he is quite, well, he is quick, I think. But then, I suppose the worry then is if Mahias moves, does that mean Ascasi yeah. goes into defence? And obviously, we don't want that either, so... No. Mm.
1: And then play so will pick a back five, which is the last thing I want. So, <laughs> I'll take on Thales if it means we don't play a back five. So, yeah, and no, I think... I'd like to see Stefan start, obviously, if he's match fit. I think he... We, I don't want Caille to start. That, I'd that's that.
0: Yeah, I'd like, I'd agree with that. I didn't even think of that, but I'd be up for that.
1: And I think I'd like to see. I I know it's you know it's a it's a difficult decision, but I'd like to see Ramon start again because I feel like dropping him would be the wrong thing to do
2: after a big mistake like that yes, for you, because uh, will come back on the pitch, and then you have Luis Munoz as well.
0: Oh no, yeah, Hoseberg. it is true.
1: Although I think this could be one of those games where Ramon, you know, he you know re- revitalizes his you know his form, and I think. But, but for, who? for for Janis Ramani then,
0: or for maybe well, no, if anyone, I'd, wouldn't it?
1: I'd start. I'd start him in the midfield with Luis Munoz. I think you know, obviously Escassi is you know the better midfielder, but I think you know a game like this, we need more attacking prowess, but and I think Ramon I, offers that.
2: Somewhere I agree with you, but we can't play with out Escassi, where, if I look at the match against Cartagena, we are horrible without him.
1: Mm. We could potentially, like we did against Al Maria, so play Escassi as a holding midfielder, and then Ramon and Benjamassa, sorry, Ramon and Munoz in the midfield. So that could work as a sort of three with the pivot behind yeah. Escassi. And
0: then I'd that... like
1: to see uh, Julio, I don't think Julio should start. I think, you know, like you said, Chris, I don't really see, he needs more game time. In the you know, whether it be for the B team or wherever, I think he needs more experience yeah. before he comes up. And you know, whether we can, yeah, he I still think has a big career back. ahead of him, but yeah, I don't think he's there yet. I also think his position, his best position is up front and not on the left.
0: Yeah, and actually, I was just thinking when you guys were speaking, then that, um, I don't, f- I- I'm sure we must have at some point, but. I don't really think we've played the midfield of Munoz, Escassi, and Ramon. So it'd be quite interesting to see, you know, with Escassi behind him, if Ramon just has that little bit more confidence, a bit more assuredness. Because obviously we've asked Ramon to play quite far back as a a proper pivot a few times. So it'd be interesting to see if he goes further up the pitch. Um,
2: I don't know. I I really love uh, Horshavid.
0: Okay. Well, we shall see what Pius here has to offer. Quickly, Chris, is yes. there any other massive changes you'd make? I think Alex listed some really good ones there. Anything you particularly would like to um,
2: see? Not for this match, but for next season, yes. Get Charlie Jensen.
0: <laughs> Another plug for the podcast. Go and listen to the bonus podcast. Um, Get it. Just quickly before we like finish up then, um, and speaking of this podcast, um, for the rest of this season, is this podcast going to be quite boring, really? Because I think we're safe, aren't we? I, is there still jeopardy there? Like if we lose to Lugo, which would be a shock, and I'd obviously be sad. Is you know, is do these games matter now? We two wins should be enough, surely. Let me I tell think, you, go on, Chris.
2: That, that without our Benny Mace, this podcast has been a bit more boring, anyway. Um, but if you look at our schedule, we have a pretty tough schedule ahead of us. So I won't—I wouldn't say we're safe already.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm happy with that. You're jinxing, Matt Harrison. Okay. Can we also make? Now you've just said Benny Mace. Um, as soon as you said it, why have we not made a Ben K Mace joke yet? I've only just thought of that. We we need to use that in future. So that that'll make the podcast more interesting. Now. <laughs> Mohammed Ben-Kamiza. I don't think you like that, though, so maybe we, we shouldn't do that. <laughs>
2: Ben-Kamiza. <laughs>
0: um, uh, yeah, OK. Yeah, I agree, Chris. I, I'm sort of just playing devil advocate a little bit there, where I do think no. we just get the two wins and I believe it's not going to be 50 points this time, is this? It's going to be about 46, 47, I believe is being forecast from people who are much cleverer than look for me. A,
2: really, look to our schedule. Los Palmas coming... Uh, Espanol, we Mallorca, seem to be though.
0: Leganes. But we seem to be better. We don't seem to be very good against teams down the bottom or teams at the top. We seem to be good against the teams around us in the middle ground. I don't know why we. Yeah, because we always go in this podcast or while we're playing Lugo or Cartagena or look at this bad run of form and then we don't beat them. So, but when we play like I don't know, like a Tenerife and t- I know we didn't beat them, but like we seem an <laughs> Obiado. No, did we beat Tenerife? We did, didn't we? We oh, drew, no. we lost the first
1: game
2: and drew the second
0: one. Okay. Yeah, I just lose track. There's so many games. It's
2: one one. It's the one one with uh, Soriano. That's and, of course, uh,
0: yeah. I'm trying to juggle.
2: Uh, Oviedo still yet to come.
0: Yeah, no, we've done Oviedo.
1: We got them on the sixteenth of May.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'll take it back.
1: <laughs> well, <What are laughs> we
2: fighting this time, man.
0: Um, we'll I'm sure we know some Oviedo fans
2: because. We had like well, we can talk about this of off air Chris. Famous Oviedo fans on the show already.
0: I'll get meet you. We'll have a way to meet you.
2: Okay,
0: <laughs> we'll get meet you on this time.
2: That's the deal.
0: Okay, um, right. We'll start wrapping things up there, guys. Um, is there anything, uh, Alex? You want to add before we go?
2: Nothing,
1: nothing in particular. Just hopefully that we can, yeah, put that loss to bed and you know carry on back to our winning ways. And well, how much Malaga has ever?
0: Excellent stuff. Thank you, Alex. Chris, anything you want to add?
2: Manolo, get Charlie to Malaga. <laughs> yeah. Vamos
0: Malaga. I, and I should add, actually, just because I think you mentioned it earlier, Chris, and I was going to go back to it and I didn't. Um, I, I am actually going to watch Malaga play tomorrow, I think. I, I, I'm, I'm, we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, but midday tomorrow, Thursday, so if you're listening Thursday, it might have been, I am going to watch Pablo Picasso, club de football, play Malaga C in uh in some ground in marbella so i can keep with a
2: 25 year old who f***ed up for malaga yeah so uh no it's
0: not his fault no so um yeah i'm I'm actually going to a game of football tomorrow uh, i think unless like i i'm not desperate to go so if i sleep late i won't lose too much because i'm on holiday as well so um yeah so i'm looking forward to that so Vamos Malaga C tomorrow as well. So, yes, thank you for listening. And, again, a big thank you to Brian. We we very much enjoyed Brian's company earlier. So, definitely, we want Al Maria staying in our league for more Brian content. But thank you all for listening. Make sure to go and check out the bonus podcast with Charlie Dean Janssen as well. And as Chris said, you know, have a word, Manolo Gaspar. But thank you. You have been listening to the Geary Cast on Sport Direct Radio. I have been Matt Harrison. I am saying adios and I'm also saying vamos Malaga.